Today is November 18th, a week away from Turkey Day, and we are joined by Chris Rose to catch up on some Yankees action. 40-man sneaking up. No Verlander. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. And Chris Rose. What's going on, everybody? Coming live from the DraftKings studio in the Boogie Down Bronx. Myself and BBD here. Uh, the Jambino is in the teeth of early parenthood still. I checked in with him last night. Uh, and he uh, he was in it. He uh, I think he said his arm was pretty sore from carrying the baby. Not in a complaining way, just an honest way. Um, along Can with I stop that right there. Yes, Chris Rose, please. Okay. <laughs> the uh, John baby is is what a week old, right? Uh, I think we're at two. Two. Two Wednesdays two ago. Okay, two Wednesdays. He's not that heavy yet. No. Okay? If he's complaining about carrying the baby around the house after two weeks, wait until you take the kid to Coney Island mm. and you've been running around all day and the kid has probably already puked three times and has eaten, you know, barrels of popcorn and they are sticky and they stink. And that, at that point, they're like 40 pounds. And then you got to carry him up the stairs at the end of the day. Wait for that one because that's coming too in the future. The little stuff you could carry him in one arm at the beginning. Well, I think that's maybe curls. I think that was the mistake he made. I think he's only had like one hold pose. I think he's been going uh-huh. football the whole time in one arm. So I think he yeah. just, you know, hey, he's new to this uh, uh, early parenthood. But he uh, and he he was juggling some other stuff. I think their family was around and so I, I guess I shouldn't be getting into too much details. Jimmy, overall, as well, uh, as are Katie and the baby. And we have Chris Rose to join us today with BBD as we circle up on our Yankees news as we uh, we teeter closer to the 40-man deadline. Kind of the biggest news in Yankee land was news for the Houston Astros, which, well, I guess you could chalk that up uh, for the past couple years. We won't get, we won't get sad. Let me... Um, this episode is brought to us by DraftKings. Uh, football fans, we got another big week ahead of us. Um, and by the way, if you bet $1 at the DraftKings Sportsbook, $1, you can win $100 in free bets if either team scores. Uh, which, by the way, every weekend this year and like the past 60 years, I think 60 to 80 years, a team has scored in a football game. So they're basically giving you $100 in free bets. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, they still have kind of where they started, their daily fantasy sports at DraftKings with huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY, bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. 
with promo code JOMBOY this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling prompt. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, Chris Rose, thank you for hopping on. Um, Absolutely. We, uh, with the talking Yanks people, we are always uh, full disclosure. Um, we, uh, you know, we have a lot of friends in the Yankee community. We were hoping to have uh, one or two pop on. <laughs> Jimmy just texted us a picture, uh, you, me, and BBD, of the sore spot and what he's been doing. It is a... Uh, yeah, it looks like a 1930s running back pointing to his shoulder that just popped out. Should I share the? Should I share the? Yeah, photo? I think so. It's a nice picture. Um, <laughs> so it's it looks like good form. Uh, Chris Rose, looks good. Thank you for hopping on. We uh, you yeah. know, we, we've been hopping on with some of the the beat reporters and different people in Yankee Land, and we actually you were on here uh during the playoffs when you were out here, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and we did some fun stuff. So. Uh, we asked you to hop on. You did on short notice, and I thank you. Uh, and how are how are you overall? What's going on? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was a little worried about you guys yesterday. I was. I have to admit, that's a great picture. <laughs> that is. I understand it, Jimmy. I got it. It's a little shoulder tendonitis. Yeah. Who knows if he'll be ready to go in spring training? Maybe he's rooting for a lockout so the timeline yes, can get pushed heal back up. To be ready to go. We'll see. Um. I felt for you guys. Mm. I did. I, I felt for you guys because I did think it was going to be between New York and the Dodgers. And then when I heard, okay, he really is partial to spring training in Florida, then I was like, wow, okay, Yankees in, makes sense. You know, they need somebody to pair with Cole at the top. Um, guy loves the bright lights, loves the bright lights. I was shocked he went back to Houston. Yeah. I was shocked. Shocked. I thought that he and Kate, power couple, New York City, it just seemed too simple. I'm curious as to what it was. It just must be his relationship with Crane. That's it. It's so – because there were some rumors during the World Series run that Verlander wanted to be around or they wanted him to throw the first pitch or something, and then that kind of went away and – Mm-hmm. And people were kind of wondering about Verlander's relationship with Houston. And then the fact, the qualifying offer, and he was going to free agency. And you're right. I mean, either, you know, to go out with a bang. He actually, I think the three options, the only one that I think you left out that I think was fanfare was Detroit, who's, it would be a full circle thing. And, you know, that team does have money when they want to, and they're supposed to be coming back. And that would have been good career symmetry type stuff. But it seemed like the Dodgers, who are still loaded, um, the Yankees, who <laughs> can be loaded pending their offseason moves, uh, or Detroit, that he goes back to Houston, and hey, that contract that comes out, good for him, uh, 25 mil with a player option for another 25 mil, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, well, the minute that Syndergaard signed for 21, yeah, then you knew that Verlander was going to get more. And he, you know, he got about 20% more. And he deserves it. Why not? I know he's going to be thrown at age 39. I'm not betting against him. He is one of the great, great competitors that I've seen up close in the last 30 years. I expect him to still be near the top of his game, if not totally at the top of it. Uh, I will say this. 
I thought that the that the Dodgers worked for several reasons. One, they're short uh, on pitching, starting pitching, because of the free agency of Scherzer and Kershaw, and they're going to move on from Bauer in the near future, no matter how that plays out legally, right. baseball-wise, they will move on, in my opinion. And one other thing, I think Justin Verlander wants to work at Fox when it's all mm. said and done. And so I think he wanted easy access to those guys to start a relationship with them. We know his brother works for Fox. Uh, I w- It wouldn't surprise me if one day Justin Verlander is either on that desk or in a booth for Fox. And I thought that maybe being with the Dodgers, it would jumpstart his his time there. I like that. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty easy to connect those to- dots, too. I mean, he also has a, a very famous significant other that, you know, a, a big market everyone assumed uh, would speak there. But uh, Houston, the big bad wolf, they, uh, they remain the big bad wolf. And by the way, you know, is a free agent, and we'll see what they do, what that team does at shortstop. But <laughs> I guarantee you they find some sort of solution, and their rotation coming into next year now, they already have seven. They have Verlander, McCullers, Framber, Luis Garcia, Urquidy, Oda Rizzi, and I think Javier, they want him to start, but he's been so lights out of the pen that maybe that's the transition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I think a lot of people in the outside world see, oh, Carlos Correa, free agent. You know, we're a couple years away from the scandal. This team has moved on. They are still, I mean, they are the they are kind of the one in the American League. Five straight ALCSs mm-hmm. um, and now a healthy Justin Verlander. I think I think people mentally think that they're going away, but they are still at the forefront. So it's so funny. I'm seeing in the chat here. I'm so happy the Cashman didn't pay 25 million for Verlander. Mm. Well, what'd you think you were going to get him for 10? <laughs> like really people look at what happened already to the pitching market. Eduardo Rodriguez got 77 to $80 million for five years. He's been a really good pitcher. I know he's still in his late twenties, but you have one game to go next year. Are you giving the ball to Erod or to Justin Verlander? Mm. I'll take my chances with Justin Verlander, and I haven't seen him throw a ball in two years. Yeah, you know, like don't get all caught up on the money. It's not your money; it's the Yankees' money. They need to spend some, and they need to flex their muscles. And I'm an outsider here. I don't have, I don't root for the Yankees, and I don't root against the Yankees. I think the sport is significantly more interesting when they're better. That's what I root for. That's what I want to see happen. I think this was a whiff by the Yankees, but I also don't think that there was much that they could do. So now, if you're the Yankees, what is plan B? It's not going to be good enough to go get a, take a shot at a Corey Kluber type again. That ain't going to work. If I'm a Yankee fan, I'd be pissed off at that. You know, you don't need to throw $250 million at a guy, but you might have to throw $100 million at a guy. I I guess that's where I'll, I'll kind of crescendo or decrescendo this with Yankee fans need to be honest with themselves. We talked ourselves into Justin Verlander for the past week, whether on the show or on Twitter or with your friends. If Justin Verlander ended up in pinstripes, you were going to say Justin Verlander's in pinstripes. If we can get him, Garrett Cole, and Luis Severino into the playoffs, this is kind of what we've been waiting for. Uh, that being said... The Yankees pitching was good last year. It was their strength. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, they finished, I think, fourth in ERA, which is really good. Or, excuse me, tenth in starting pitching, fourth in bullpen. But I, I think those numbers got a little skewed towards the end of the year that they were better than that. Um, well, hold on. Can I stop you there? Yeah. How'd they get skewed? They either happened or they didn't. I think I I can double-check these numbers. I, I think the Yankees starting pitching heading into the last week of the season – was like a top five ERA, and then I think a couple starts knocked it to ten. The pitching was good last year. Is that'll be my overlying statement. You can always improve it, and like you're saying with a Justin Verlander, you're gonna always want to add that guy. That <laughs> that guy will never be the fifth or sixth guy in your rotation. Um, no, I think it did distract Yankee fans. You know, we we've talked. A lot about, obviously, shortstop. I think even when you were here last time, we talked about shortstop mm-hmm. a lot and what will change there. There's been a lot of eyes on first base. The new development since we last talked was center field, uh, which, uh, you know, we Cashman, who's kind of open in his recent press conference conferences, dropped that, and it was kind of an eye-opening moment for me because I, you know, the Yankees do love what Aaron Hicks is about when he's on the field. Uh on base, good arm, covers the outfield, power, you know, a good OPS-type center fielder. That being said, he hasn't been on the field, um, and his contract isn't as daunting as I guess I thought it was. So, I guess keeping it starting pitcher before we start pivoting to that, I guess do you have a mental boundary in your head of what you're expecting the Yankees to do? I mean... Are, are you expecting them a John Gray type? Is that enough for you to say the Yankees address their rotation or a trade for Luis Castillo? Like, I guess I want to know where the where the boundary is because I I think you're right. If they re-signed Corey Kluber, Yankee fans would say, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's that's not the route that you want to go. It's just not. I, I can't rely on a guy who hasn't been healthy in years. Um. And when he is healthy, where are we going to put him? Like in right. a must-win situation, do you feel great about Corey Kluber at this point of his career taking the ball? I, I would say no. Uh, I like your idea of a trade. And I know that everybody's focused on Matt Olson and whatever happens in Oakland. Why don't you double down? They've got more than just Olsen available. Why don't you take one of those three pitchers that they've yeah. got? You know, you could go, if you wanted to just go short-term, you go Manaya or Bassett. If you want a little bit more, and you're going to have to pony up more, Frankie Montas, who I think he finished fifth in the Cy Young voting yesterday or something, um, had a sneaky, really good season. And to me, that's what you do. I'd call Oakland and I'd say, okay, let's make something work. If we're going to go, if we're going to go two big names, let's do it. Yeah, Montas, he. He, uh, you're right. I think Bassett and Manaya were kind of on the front of everyone's brains for a little bit there. And then Frankie Montes, man, you know, he, he had that suspension in that year he was going so well. Kind of mm-hmm. weird 2020 stat line. I'd, I'd have to check that out a little yeah, bit. Don't, but don't, don't look at the COVID season. I won't. 2020s, whatever. He finished six in the Cy Young. And, yeah, if you do the last three years, 59 starts to the tune of a 3-5-1 ERA, uh, kind of an elite uh, K per nine right around 10, uh, throws gas. Uh, I guess, and, Rosie, this is Matt Olson. That uh, 
Uh, you want to have a conversation on on Yankees Twitter. If you just tweeted out the words Matt Olson right now, I think you would get you'd get 250 likes and 250 comments. Uh, some of them would be eye emojis and some of them would be what Rose, what do you know? Um, but man, and I, I guess like you said before we hopped on, the 40 man roster stuff is sneaking up and the Yankees. Yankees Nation is awaiting what that means. Is it just releasing four guys? Is it is it that three guys are going to get traded for other minor leaguers that don't need to be protected? Is it whatever may come from that? Um, I I like what you're saying with the the Oakland trade, but aren't there a lot of other teams around baseball that are saying the same thing right now? In terms of wanting to get Olsen and a pitcher? Yeah. Yes. Um, but how many have desperate needs at first base and left-handed pop in their lineup the way that the Yankees do? Like, if you were to rank the teams 1 through 30 that are in need of that criteria, the Yankees are 1. Yeah. Right? It's true. I mean, how many, how many teams are dying for a first baseman right now that feel like they might be a first baseman and a pitcher away from taking another step? There's not a lot. It's a very small party invite and so that's why i would look at it if i'm the yankees uh as far as the 40 man goes let's remember that it's not that every team is in this dire crunch every team has two between two and five guys that they're trying to make a decision on like okay what are we gonna are we gonna regret just letting him walk having to you know release not getting anything for him so when the yankees are like yeah well we could trade those guys for matt old no you can't yeah no you you can't. You might be able to trade one of them as like the bottom piece. Right. But that's not, folks, this is what I love. And I love fans because you you guys are the lifeblood of what we do. And so I don't ever dismiss anything you say. I, I might roll my eyes at it sometimes. I might say, God, that's ridiculous. You're entitled to your opinion. But think about it logically. You can't trade your bottom three prospects at the end of a 40 man for Matt Olson and Frankie Montas. Okay, the A's brass would get fired tomorrow. It will <laughs> not happen. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Rose. Um, I want to start diving into that a little more because I have kind of a, a clickbaity th- question for you, but it's not. Um, that's not really what we do here, and I just need to do another right. ad read. So, um, and I know it's something that you like, Chris. Dug out mugs. Um. <sighs> They're sneaking up on their Christmas giveaway. Um, Chris, I don't know if you've gotten this one yet. Have you gotten the text BFCM read yet? Nope. So, uh, BBD blew my mind with this one. So, if you text Dugout Mugs 85311 and you text Uh them BFCM, you are entered to win autographed stuff from Mariano Rivera. Pudge Rodriguez, Juan Soto, a bunch of others. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. They, I was over here just being dumb per usual, saying BFCM just over and over. And BBD, I don't know if someone told you or if you interpreted it, but it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I just noticed that they talk about Black Friday and Cyber Monday at the bottom, so I I made some leaps there because it's the Christmas giveaway. So that's... BBD with the Da Vinci Code. 
Um, all winners are going to be announced live on their social media through Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So text BF as in Black Friday, CM as in Cyber Monday to 85311. Enter to win. Follow Dugout Mugs on all social media. Uh, and as always, we tell you guys they plan on selling out of everything. Uh, you've seen the wooden mugs. You've seen their new metal product now, the knob shot. If Chris Rose has it, he will make it pop. I mean, doesn't get any better than that. Uh, so text BFCM to 85311, uh, and you're entered to win a bunch of cool stuff from Dugout Mugs. Mo, Mariano Rivera. Um, Chris Rose, could I say this would be my clickbait if we were this kind of program, but we're not? Mm-hmm. You yep. said teams looking for first base and starting pitching as a solution or mm-hmm. go-to. Could you say the yeah. Boston Red Sox are one of those teams? Yeah, I, I think you could. I think you could. Okay. I, I do think that they're in, in the discussion. I think they're probably a lap back of New York on that race, in my opinion. I still think that they've got a few other things they want to try and get settled. Uh, certainly the, the the pitching makes sense, but I think that they need to work on that bullpen. You know, the Yankees at least feel good about where they are bullpen-wise. And so if you're Boston, I would look in that direction. Um, so that's that. You know, when, when we spoke during the playoffs on Talking Yanks, we obviously spent a lot of time talking about shortstop. I did think that we omitted the discussion about center field and whether or not you feel great about Hicks. Obviously, the number one guy out there is Starling Marte. And people, the number one thing you're attracted, well, drawn to in the discussion is, oh, my God, he's 33. How can we pay him four years at 33? Is he still going to run? Is he still going to do? Do you know how old Aaron Hicks is? 33. I think he's 32. 32. So, what's the difference? I'm going to take a a real in-shape Starling Marte that, that had almost 50 steals a year ago. And you know what? If you pay him in the fourth year, he stinks. The fourth year, he stinks. Guy's going to cover some ground. He's got a healthy body. He'll be good out there. Miguel Rojas, you know, you did the show with him the other day. He loves him. He wants him back in Miami. He's trying to do whatever he can to get him back there. So I think that's a uh I think that's something I'd look into because the lack of athleticism on on the New York Yankees is glaring. It doesn't sound like much because of the way baseball is played these days. Let's just hammer it over the fence. It doesn't matter how fast you are when you run around the bases. But man, I want a guy that can track it down and a guy that can get me 90 feet when we're struggling. Yeah, the uh, Chris Rose rotation that I believe drops Monday. Uh, Bingo. That I am featured on uh, alongside Miggy Rojas and Pete Moylan. Uh, you're right. Miggy Rojas says some of the nicest things you can say about a player to Starling Marte and just how he's his speed and what his skill set does. That yeah, that's a it's really unlocked a Yankees. I guess revamp because it's. There's obviously Yankees compared to a lot of other rosters in baseball. There is there's a ton of talent. Um, it's you know compared to some of the other teams, it does come up short. I think if you compare them to the Dodgers, potentially a healthy Padres team next year, other teams around baseball, I, 
they're in the mix, but they're a step behind. But when they talked about kind of retooling and overhauling this offseason, I hadn't thought about center field because I thought they were kind of in bed with Hicks. I do think whether it's a Starling Marte or I don't know what other center field options are truly available. Uh, Cattell Marte is an awesome ball player. I don't know if my snakes would ever move on from him. Um, I think he has two years left, so you'd have to give up a real payday. But, and I I don't want it to fully be a shot fired at Aaron Hicks, too. I think the injury stuff cannot be ignored. I think when he's right, he is a quality center fielder. People underestimate kind of the depth of the center field position in Major League Baseball right now. Absolutely, but I... We just talked about it. Starling Marte had 47 steals last year. I mean, his two jobs. And I know nobody steals bases. Like, back in the day, that probably would have been 75 or 80 if he was allowed to run. You know? So, let's – yes, but Aaron Hicks isn't a guy that will steal you 30 bags at this point of his career. So, it's just a different center field. It's not a bad center field. I'm with you. And, by the way, he gets paid – 10 or nine, $9 million a year over the next four. It's not bad at all. Yeah. You know, Marte's probably going to command a little bit more on the open market is my guess. So there you go. Can, can I react to a little bit of the chat? Yeah, always. We love the chat. Okay. Uh, two things that, that piqued my interest. Uh, one is Jeff said, Chris Rose should never wear hats. Mm. Well, if you saw my hair today, Jeff, <laughs> you would say Chris Rose should always wear hats. So it looks like crap today. So, um, Number two, somebody said, huh, do you think that we can get uh, Bieber and Jose Ramirez mm. for a top-level prospect mm. and uh, for a top-level prospect in Hicks? Walter, I won't call you out by name, <laughs> but... Um, I will speak on behalf of the newfound Cleveland Guardians. Right. Isn't that official tomorrow? No. Tomorrow, 9 a.m.? Yes, it is. Guardians. Yes, it is. Go Guardians. Uh, Go Guardians. Chris, wouldn't that be beautiful, though? 9 a.m. hits. They're officially the Guardians. 10 a.m., Jose Ramirez is traded to the Yankees. Yeah. Absolutely. And Bieber. And Let's Bieber. just throw in Bieber. <laughs> on top. And Bieber. For- for Hicks and a prospect, guys, I'm in because it totally makes perfect sense. Walter, it's it's. They always say it's five o'clock somewhere yeah. in your world. It's five o'clock, twenty three of the twenty four hours apparently. Rosie, I'll, I'll give you Anduar and Clint Frazier. Yeah, make, oh. it, make it give make it an offer you can't refuse. Now, now you now you guys are just do, you're just tempting me too much during the holiday season. Returns to Cleveland. Um, the shortstop Chris Rose. Last time we talked, that uh, the Seager three hundred mil number I think had just been thrown out. Yes, uh, things have gone. I don't want to say a little quiet on that front, but I think Correa's become the full blown horse. And I guess the other thing that I kind of want to get your take on with this free agency, the pitchers are moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hitters, it's all silent on the Western front. Um, do you think we're going to get any hitter movement before that December 1st kind of faux deadline? I don't think so. You know, there's been tweets out there that a couple of the shortstops, whether it's Seager and or Correa and maybe even Baez will find homes before then. I'm not. I'm not optimistic that that will happen. 
Um, you know, I know that I, I follow you on social media, young man. Wow. And I saw how you are trying to convince yourself about Trevor's story. I sure am. You are doing everything sure you am. can because you're, you're like, well, we could probably get him for maybe 60% of what it'll cost for Correa, if not less. I can talk myself into this. I can do it. You know, he's athletic. He's great defensively. He's a couple years older than Carlos Correa, but still, I don't know. But at the same time, your owner came out and basically said, hey, listen, everybody, I think it's healthy to just move on from the Astros thing. Mm. Do you think he was doing that to gauge the temperature of Yankee fan reaction? I have no idea what that was. Uh, <laughs> uh the Steinbrenners normally stay out of it in case of true emergency, emergency situations. Like when the when the Yankees were close to 500 this year, he pokes his head out and says, you know, everything's, we expect more from this team. We're going to get better. Um, I don't know, BBD. Did you get any tea leaves there? I mean, if they, whether they're actually interested in, or not and are actually engaging in negotiations or not, why would you say, oh, well, we're, we're willing to give him a $400 million contract right now? That's just bad negotiating. So, of course, they talk about not wanting to spend big money and all that, but also mentioning that you can't factor in cheating scandal from five years ago as part of your equation there. Um, so yeah, I just didn't care about it at all. Hmm. Okay. Do you, um do you guys think I don't want you to speak on behalf of all Yankee fans, but what percentage still carry ill will toward Carlos Correa? Uh genuine ill will is that's a tricky thing. <sighs> like being I, like actively front of your mind angry about it. Like twenty percent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that in high that is that low? On Twitter I'd bump it up to a good forty fifty, but that's a Micro sample. As far as just like people, total fan base, yeah, 20 feels fair. Did you have a guesstimate in your head? I think that if he was not a free agent, it would be over 50. I think that Mm -hmm. because there's a possibility he might call the boogie down home for the next seven years, I would say it's probably between 20 and 30%. And that's, that's what we just did with Verlander. We, you know, I... It's kind of funny, John, when this originally happened, I was at home, I fired off a a meme tweet, you know, that's what the kids like, Uh, and I said, you know, it's the guy sleeping in bed thinking pensively, and it's saying, if Justin Verlander's a Yankee, I think he's going to be great next year, if he's not, I think he's going to be terrible, Um, and that's just, that's a fan mindset, um, because he's kind of been the enemy, he's been with the bad guys. Um, Correa, it's the same boat. I, I mean, I, I do think there's a little more of a hurdle to get over because um, pitchers kind of can be vagabonds, especially at that later point in their career. I mean, Yankee, a lot of our Yankee fans probably remember older Roger Clemens coming over for a bit, Randy Johnson. Uh, you know, I, I think that's more traditional. When you're signing Carlos Correa to seven, eight, nine-year deal – you've now penciled him into, like, part of the franchise's history. So, it gets really tricky, and I guess I guess my thing is, free agency is all about timing. I obviously don't have to tell this to you, Chris Rose, or even a lot of the listeners. But, 
Guys in baseball, Kyle Schwarber hits free agency a year ago. And he's a, you know, kind of a corner outfielder slash DH that has power, but he's coming off kind of a meh year that he signs a one-year, what was it, $10 million deal, something like that, uh, to go to the Nationals. He rakes, he gets traded to the Sox, he rakes over there. He played a little first base, it wasn't pretty, but uh, he hits free agency this year as, you know, kind of an elite lefty power hand power hitter in the game uh, with the DH going to probably 15 other teams. Like, his, his timing is so much better for this free agency than the last one. Trevor Story and the whole thing that I've... I talked myself into, I know you could say this with a lot of players, but I think he was banged up for part of this year, had a slow start. If Trevor Story had any of his other previous four seasons this year, I think we'd be talking about money in a very similar range to Seager and Correa, but because of maybe two banged up months, we're talking about him at almost half the price. So that's where... Value-wise, I like Story. I guess I'm not scared of the Coors effect, and part of that is from DJ. But I think Story profiles out kind of similarly. He has right field power that can play for a right-handed hitter at Yankee Stadium. He's incredibly athletic that if, if these Yankees young shortstop prospects that are now getting a lot of love, if they're the real deal, Trevor Story's a guy that if he signs a five-year deal... I could see those final three years being, you know, shortstops. We picture them going to third base, but I could see Trevor Story playing left field at Yankee Stadium. I know there was some trade deadline rumors this year about him playing center field for the Yankees. Again, a lot of that was rumor mill. But if I can get, when you put it back all in the bowl, if I could get Trevor Story for half the price of Carlos Correa, I don't know if the production is going to be that much different I think if everything's even, you take Correa because of the defense. But if I can get Story, hey, Story's a really good defender too. <laughs> he is. There's one other thing you're not you're not factoring in that I think you have to, right? You you kind of glossed over the Coors Field effect, and whether this is right or wrong, I do think that some baseball executives are going to look and use Nolan Arenado as the test case. Okay, Nolan Arenado, who spent his entire career. Um, in Coors Field, gets traded to St. Louis, and last year his OPS was 807. Still well above league average. But his last four full seasons in Colorado, I'm taking out the 2020 season for everybody. 60 games doesn't do it for me. 932, 959, 935, 962 OPS. And he falls 150 points in his first season in St. Louis. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, um, but there are some people who will say, well, it happened to that guy, you know, 50 feet to his right. Could it happen to Trevor's story as well? Sure. It's, I, it's, a, it's a normal thought process. There's not a huge argument against it, except, you know, I mean, Arenado's OPS plus did land around like 120, which... I think OPSs were kind of down across the league early this year, probably tied to the sticky stuff. He did join. It's a new division. Uh, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, who, hey, uh, 
Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are both like <laughs> elite all-time players. Um, right. Goldschmidt's first full year in St. Louis, his numbers were down, and then he kind of came back up. I don't know if that's seeing pitchers in the same division more. The Arenado case study still continues, and we will see. Um, you say 90, 90 feet or 60 feet to his right. 60 feet to his left used to be DJ LeMahieu, where you could spin some of those numbers the other way. Um, now there's some juice balls, and then last year DJ wasn't great, but I think he was very clearly hurt. Um I think Trevor Story is a very good baseball player, and I think that's kind of that's kind of the final end end all answer on it. It's just n- uh-huh. nobody is sure where it lands because <laughs> Coors Field's bizarre, dude. <laughs> what is? I know it is. I listen. I hope I hope uh, Trevor Story gets as much dough as possible. He's a good dude. He's he plays hard. He's a good player. His short time in the postseason, he's had some good numbers. So I'd like to see him get a shot um whether that's new york or somewhere else to to be in a competitive race i mean i i think where i mentally landed the other day and i think i said this on talking baseball was um if i'm smart enough to think that there's a chance that trevor story can still be good i'd like to think there's a couple front offices that have some numbers that think that he can still be really good um Rosie, I have to tell the people about Magic Spoon real quick, and then maybe we'll do oh. we'll do some fat. Oh, can you have them send some stuff? I, my wife was like, "Wait, what is this stuff?" I was like, "It's Magic Spoon," and I kept it in my office, and I piled through the four boxes in about seven days. So I'm just going to tell you that if Magic Spoon's listening and they want to send me more Magic Spoon, it's just me in my office these days. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I Chris Rose is the case study there. I I sometimes think people think we're blowing smoke. Uh, me, John, BBD, yourself, Trevor Plouffe, all of us that have consumed Magic Spoon, we truly enjoy it, and it is healthier. It's 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free. You make your own box of four boxes, cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle. Um, cookies and cream. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's no joke. It's no joke. Code word Yanks. Hold on. I got to write this yeah. down. Magicspoon.com slash Yanks promo code Yanks $5 off your order. Um, I, we, uh, it's no joke. If you're someone that consumes cereal and it's, you're kind of, <laughs> if that's not a good thing for you, magic spoon could be. Uh, or if you're someone like me, I actually kind of dodge cereals because I used to just eat all of it. And I, it used to be this health, unhealthy, sugary stuff. Magic Spoon is the solution there. Uh, go check them out. Uh, code Yanks, magicspoon.com. Uh, Rosie, BBD posted a poll in the chat. Um, do you hold ill w- will towards Carlos Correa? It's currently 37% yes. 35% no, 28% meh. Um, which I think that's... It was about 50-50 when I had it as just yes or no, and people were saying if there was a meh option, I'd say meh, which I would classify that as, well, if he comes here, I won't care anymore. Um, well, which I think that's is the thing. what you, we're looking for. You have to hang on to that poll post-signage mm-hmm. because it's going yeah. to tip heavily one way or another. So just, as we like to say in this business, mark the tape. Um, even though there's no tape. So mark the digital uh, uh, footprint or whatever we're calling it 
So yeah, that'll change. And, and I get it. I understand some people will harbor ill will forever. We'll always see the Astros at, as the cheating scandal until um, Correa, Bregman, Altuve, Guriel are all gone and possibly McCullers if you want to look at it from a pitching standpoint too. So that's fine. I don't have time for it myself. <laughs> I've moved on as a baseball fan. I will um, – that's that. Okay. If, if one of those guys were a free agent considering my team, I would not have any problem with them coming to join my squad. I guess I did have a – in that Correa Jeter quote, I talked to our guy Joe's McFly the other day. He actually listened mm-hmm. to the interview, which is a classic 2021 huh. situation uh, where the – the viral quote and post or whatever you want to read isn't exactly what happened. Um, he, Joe's McFly, who will defend the Yankees till till the day he dies, little rhyming there, uh, he's like, the Correa thing really wasn't that bad. He, he basically said that gold gloves were given to guys somewhat via popularity and they didn't have a lot of the analytics and he, he had the conversation that any one of us would have and, of course, <laughs> the headline is uh, Carlos Correa says Derek Jeter shouldn't have his gold gloves. Um, cause that makes a better headline. Uh, I do think there is a little, and John was on this when it was Correa and Verlander, that it was going to feel a little gross. <laughs> we were going to feel a little grimy. Uh, Houston, like I said, the big bad wolf. I mean, two of their biggest figureheads. If the 2022 Yankees were led by Verlander and Correa, I see a little hesitation on your face. Don't you think that would have felt just a little gross? No. Okay. Because I want want to say once and for all, I have come across a lot of wonderful, wonderful professional athletes. I've been fortunate enough to cover baseball and the NFL most closely. With that being said, you root for people all the time you don't agree with. You don't agree with the way they lead their lives. You don't agree with what they do away from the field. You don't agree with the way they see the world, what comes out of their mouth when they're away from the diamond. I'm telling you, this is fact. It's 100% fact. So if you are going to let one thing that you know about sway your fandom, I would stop it today. Because if you knew who you were rooting for on a day-in and day-out basis, not only in sports, okay? I say this all the time because for some reason, we hold athletes in a different regard than we do other entertainers. You don't agree with all the musicians you listen to. You don't agree with all the actors or actresses. I'm just telling you, you have to be able to compartmentalize or you'll drive yourself nutty as a fan. And because maybe this was the best, the I'm not best, the greatest baseball scandal we have seen in our lifetime you might feel a little differently and you might say well that affected the on-field product chris the rest of it doesn't as far as i'm concerned i can understand why you might draw that um line of demarcation well i i think and i think jimmy's in the chat i think he's watching while dad and he said it doesn't have to do with the cheating really i i think what he's saying is i'm trying to think of what what the comparison would be. I mean, it's it's the team that it's the team that's had the the upper hand on the Yankees. And take the cheating scandal out of it, you know, two of their best guys you'd be signing as free agents, giving them 
So gobbles of money to help your team. I so you don't at all. You don't think there's any any grease on your hands there. No, see, with the Guardians, they don't have like an arch rival, um, like like the Yankees do with the Red Sox or the Yankees have had over the last five years with the Astros since they have been top notch. But I can equate it to if the Browns um, signed if he if TJ Watt had been available after this offseason and they brought him in. You think I'd give a shit that TJ Watt was a stealer for five years? Big Ben. I'd be like, bro, come on in. What if Big Ben came over to the Cleveland Browns? Like if he could have, if it had happened um, eight years ago when he was still good. From a football, now that that gets into the whole. Okay. Like, can't stand a guy <laughs> based on who he is. <laughs> but to me, that's a totally different right, one. Right, right, right. And it is. That is that, a totally different one. To me, thing. that's like a legal issue yeah. that, that wasn't done the whole way. Right. You know, I'm not talking about guys who are unfaithful and stuff like that. Like that sort of stuff happens in everyday society. And that's between people who are married. And But when you're talking about bringing in people who break the law. Right. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And okay. I cheer. I've cheered for guys who've broken the law. I don't feel great about it. I've drafted people on my fantasy football team who I go, oh, my God, I'm going to have to root for this guy every yeah. week. Like we've all been there as fans. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely you have to draw whatever your line in the sand is and then kind of root for the jersey because that's what we do. We're Yankees fans. Um well it's that's every fan base though. Right. Every fan base there's not one fan base where you're holier than thou. I guarantee <laughs> you that. If you are, then I'll show you a hypocrite. I'll bring a mirror to the party. Yeah, I think I think every fan base does have it. Um, I don't know, Rosie. I, I mean, are there any, do you have anything you'd, you'd like to ask us as the pulse of Yankees nation? Is there anything that you think, you know, we talked about a little bit since we last talked or now that, now that the starting pitching free agency market is full blown happening that it seems like you said it at the start, if the Yankees aren't the team that attacks the Oakland fire sale, that mm-hmm. kind of feels like. Not the final miss, but a, the big miss. It could be a miss. I wouldn't call it the big miss. Okay. Because there's just other ways to to build this. You can do it through free agency. How many, um, outside of Garrett Cole mm. in the last 10 years, how many big name free agents have they brought in? I mean, Stanton was a trade. Who else? Big name. And Roldis Chapman they brought back. Right. I guess Zach Britton would be one. He was also, they but traded for a, him, then brought him back. Adovino. Adovino they did. Like DJ, That's when a, they signed him, it wasn't a big signing. And then the next The second DJ was. signing technically they, is a big. Yeah, but that's re-upping. The, the first one was a miss by the rest of the baseball world. Didn't they originally give him a two-year, $24 million deal? Yeah. 24. Same as Jed okay. Lowry. Yeah. So that that's not – I'm talking about big time where you're – we're talking about five, six, seven-year contracts for guys. I mean, don't we – I know Stanton's not, but we kind of have to include was, him in that bucket. They gave I'd him give, a – I'd give Yankee – people who like to, you know, 
shit on the Yankees. I'd give them that one because the Yankees I would got too. that trade because I mean, that's they were willing to give, pay the rest of What they money. gave in yeah. player capital for Giancarlo Stanton, that was a free agent signing. Yes, so, I, I would agree with that. I would. I, I guess that. So it's basically Tanaka. those two. Yeah, Tanaka falls in that group. What was that, 2013 yeah, or 14? Eight years like ago now. It's a while um, back. Yeah. Ellsbury. All right. So we're talking about three. Yeah, Ellsbury. Good one. But, I mean, those, I mean, Ellsbury, Tanaka, we're going back to 2014, 2013. Like, that's like a completely different team from the yeah, 2017 team. Like, those almost, those shouldn't be included. I In recent history, the big contracts they brought on are Cole and Stan, which are <laughs> two of the biggest ones he could. Mm-hmm. And I think they'd undo yeah. one of them if we're being completely honest. He's been pretty good. He's been good, Nothing but I think the him. way the way the team has evolved, like now Luke Voigt doesn't have a home and doesn't have value. Um, with but Luke Voigt was a a bit player that right. developed into a short season home run champion. There wasn't one guy when you made the trade where you were like, shit, we got Luke Voigt. Yes. <laughs> There's not one person on no. earth who said it that day. Our not reaction one. our reaction was very different. I, right. I I think I said something along the lines of like, what are what do the nerds know? Because I have no idea. I think um, it, we were I think we were excited did. that Chase and Shreve was away. Yeah. No shots fired at Chase and Shreve. Good oh, guy. Diego's was my, good. You know, you asked me, do I have a question? Big picture here. The only thing that should matter is how do the Yankees get better? Is it, you got to try both avenues here, free agency and the trade. Like in 09, it worked out perfectly because you you spent $400 million in the offseason on Sabathia, Burnett, and Teixeira. And it worked out. It worked out great. I don't remember if there were any other fairly significant trades, but you can mix it up. Like, you can't look at a free agent shopping list and say, okay, well, we want to get Justin Verlander and Starling Marte, and uh, then we want to trade for Maddles. Like, all that shit is not going to line up. It's just not. So if you make two or three fairly significant moves on a team that was pretty good, you're fine. You're going to be fine, and you go to battle with what you got. We'll see in 2022. Yeah, and that's... The the overlying thing that some some of the cooler heads on Twitter, which you know those tweets aren't as popular, we are really at the tip of the iceberg of this free agency because the Yankees could do a Matt Olson trade with one of those Oakland starting pitching. They could get Starling Marte, Cattell Marte, another outfielder. They could, um, you know, they could bring back Rizzo. They can get creative at third base. They could. John Gray is a guy who's been on their radar for a little bit. I don't know what that looks like for a full year at Yankee Stadium, but that's someone you could talk yourself into having a nice season. Um, and there's still other big free agents out there, like Verlander to Houston. You're right. I mean, that wasn't on anyone's tongue the past three yeah. weeks. The other thing that we haven't talked about at all is the fact that the Yankees are in one tough-ass division. Yes, Right, because it doesn't matter what the Rays do in the off season; they're still going to be. You'd be more surprised if they weren't in contention than if they were. No matter how it looks at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the Red Sox 
had a year where they didn't think they were going to contend, and they did. And so now they're really going to step on the gas. And the Blue Jays can smell it. And we were always told that they were going to spend big-time money once they were ready. Well, they did it last offseason with Springer. They've already extended Burrios for $130-plus million. They're, I feel like they're going to bring Robbie Ray back north of the border because they don't have to pay Boba yet. They don't have to play Vlad Jr. yet. And they still have some mobility with guys that if they're a piece short that they have guys, they have more guys that are interesting to me than the Yankees do mm-hmm. in a trade. Sorry. No. De- tra- trade piece-wise, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, Teoscar Hernandez just won his second silver slugger. And that guy, I don't want to say he's a bonus piece, but how many Blue Jays do you mention before you get to Teoscar Hernandez that – if they get right. the right offer for one of those Marlins young SPs or if they get, you know, could they make a play for Luis Castillo if he's the other pitcher or Oakland A's? Like, I think that's, I think that's where we just entered <laughs> Yankees, Yankees fandom, Yankees offseason is a little bit of a roller coaster. We, we talked ourselves into Justin Verlander and he's gone. And I think for the past week and a half since the Verlander rumors really got hot, we said, okay, so we're, we're getting Verlander. We're getting one of the big shortstops. We're going to get Matt Olson. We're going to get one of these center fielders. This team's going to be revamped. I think now that the Verlander thing didn't happen, which again, like who knows how that plays out. Like you said, I want to bet against Verlander. There's also a pretty good history of TJ guys struggling their first year back. So we'll see what happens. I just think the full revamp that Yankee fans just talked themselves into just took a little hesitation step, and now it's just a little more nervous than it was. And, again, there's still so much to play out. So one last thing I want to – one last point I want to make. We know all about the Oakland situation because it's become very public, and it obviously started with them letting Bob Melvin go for getting nothing in return. So we figured that that is a fire sale that is happening. There's probably another four – between four and six teams that are willing to do the same thing because of the potential work stoppage, because of their inability to recover financially from the 2020 pandemic. And I'm going to throw that in air quotes because I don't ever believe it. I think that's a load of shit. Um, There are a handful of teams that don't want to win this year. And I know that Scott Boris, you bring up his name and you're like, Oh God, I can't (laughs) hear it. But I do think there's some truth in when you peel back all the bullshit layers of onion that he's talking about. There's some truth that there are a handful of teams that do not want to win and that they are going to cut money at all costs. As long as there's not that hundred million dollar floor that we keep hearing about. And if that's true, then the Yankees and some of these other teams can do very smart shopping, very smart. So those are the ones that you have to, if you believe in Brian Cashman and his people behind the scenes, those are the ones that we're not talking about because we don't know what they are. Right. Where you could get really good major league talent right now. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I think the overlying thing is yes. <laughs> like, and, and Brian Cashman, you know, a lot of the time there's not smoke, there's fire. I think the only time in recent years where there was a name constantly rumored with the Yankees, it was Sonny Gray. And that trade ended up happening, and then whatever else happened kind of didn't matter. Um, but, you know, 
we know Cashman works the lines and things will come out of left field. We'll see what it is. Um, and I don't know. It's still early. Man, it's going to be an interesting... I don't know. I hope the next two weeks are very exciting before we have to put the pause button on all of this. Um, that's not exciting at all. Um, but hopefully the next two weeks are, right? I hope so. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk. Yeah, about I know. We could, we could go for another, another hour on that, which I don't want to do that. we're, we're already there. And I told you I was looking for a half hour, but God, when we start rolling, we start rolling. Um, I know, I know. Well, wait till you see my hourly bill. Yeah. Do I, uh, do I send that to Sam or to who? BBD. Who else? Uh, so BBD? Just, it comes right out of his paycheck every time we have a guest. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, he hates Hope you like working for free this week, it's brother. A bad contract. <laughs> it's a really bad contract. Man, I need a new agent. Pippin in the 90s. Um, Chris Rose, ah. what um should we have you announced to the people what's coming out on Monday? Should can we fully yeah, announce that? Okay. I think we should because I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, if you remember at the All-Star break in um some somebody's drunken stupor after Home Run Derby, uh Two of us may have been joined by Ashlyn and James for a trade fantasy draft. Yes. So it was about two weeks before the deadline, and we each drafted like a team full of players. And it was fun. It was fun to kind of follow that over the last several days leading up to the draft. And Ashlyn made a miraculous comeback, and somehow, even though she had everybody going to Atlanta, ended up winning the draft trade. We are doing something similar with free agents. So we each drafted eight free agents. We put them on a new or an old team and came up with the years as well. And there's a points value system uh, where it's weighted. And it was the two of us. And it was Pete Moylan. And it was Miguel Rojas. And it was really interesting to get an active player's perspective on all this sort of stuff. He had the most fun, I think, out of the four of us. He loved it. It, uh, it was awesome. When you told me the idea, A, that's – Speaks to my baseball fandom wholly, uh, tying together the fantasy dream aspect of it, the GM side of it, the guessing, all of that. The fact that Miggy Rojas got involved, a lot of players would just shy away with that, but he had the most fun with it. He had his yeah. he had his fantasy football cheat sheet where he had he totally did. some guesses and estimates down. So that comes out Monday on the Chris Rose rotation. Uh that is going to be awesome. You just had a Mitch Hanniger episode drop. I'm halfway mm-hmm. through that. I enjoyed listening to him. Um, yeah, he was really good. He was really he was very open about a lot of stuff, and uh, I always appreciate that. Every so. uh, every baseball player has their own unique unique journey through it all because it's it's so hard to do. Um, and then for talking Yanks, I think we we mentioned it. I I know we've been scared about it. Me, Jimmy, and BBD, we pre-recorded an episode for Monday that is a deep dive into all of the first base options uh, between in-house, free agency, trades, names you are thinking of, names you probably didn't think of, um, to kind of cover the full scope of what that is. I think it came out really good. Uh, mm-hmm. We circled around some good conversations. The only fear that we were, will have for the next 72 hours or so is that if one of those situations uh, takes place. <laughs> it feels like that one is on the verge of potentially resolving itself. <laughs> the, the episode would be spoiled a little bit, but. 
So BBD, just get ready to um, cut that thing up on Sunday night when uh, Matt Olson gets traded to Atlanta because Freddie Freeman is just signed with the Red Sox. So don't worry. Oh, Chris Rose. Well, hey, if he goes somewhere else, I think our episode. Yeah, still that's clean. actually still fine. Because uh, <laughs> I think we yeah. only really get screwed if someone, and that's actually the win-win of it all. If someone does join the Yankees, the episode kind of doesn't matter. But at least they got a first baseman in theory that we like. Uh, it gives, yeah. If any, if any first baseman joins the Yankees between now and then, that episode still, if it's somebody that we discussed in there, which it should be, you can see where we stood on it ahead of time. And uh, hopefully, it will still stand. All right, guys. And also, quick reminder: baseball today yes. airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday during the off season. Uh, we are going live as well on YouTube. So that is a new home for us as far as the live aspect goes. So make sure you keep following. I'll be on there with Plouffe tomorrow morning. The two hottest men in baseball, Chris Rose and Trevor yeah. Plouffe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel that way <laughs> uh, 100%. Man. I feel that way. Rosie, uh, we have to let you go. Thank you so much. We have to go as well. But thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, the Yankees My fan pleasure. base uh, always loves when you join us. Chris Rose rotation, baseball today, everything else. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'll hopefully talk to you a little you guys bit between as well. now and then. But Yeah, and um, travel safely, both of you guys. It's uh, Jake, I'll be following you on your whereabouts unknown. I mean, my I ex- my excursions, Bermuda Triangle. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Chris Rose. Thank you, everyone. Have a good weekend. Hopefully, first baseman deep dive on Monday or (laughs) an announcement of sorts. Or it'll be exciting. So uh, go Yanks, I'd say. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.